Scotty. Scotty, I can't hear you. It's It's been such a long time. Scotty, have you disappeared into the mists of time? John, John, this is the Scotty of Podcast Past. Oh my god, show me the future that could be if I decide to do the right... <laughs> and actually, this is now the Scotty of the present, and we won't even go into the future because who knows where we're going to be. John, how are you? I have missed you. I'm dandy. I, I, you know, my life has just never been the same since you abandoned me on the side of the road outside of Moscone. I know. I left you in that cardboard box with the uh, the sign saying "We'll code for food." Yeah, sadly, and I, and I've been I've been starving ever since. I don't know what people are. I don't know what kind of bad boat that is. I must have misspelled my GitHub handle or something. <laughs> so, I mean, John, I think our last episode was in um, early March 2015. Uh, mm-hmm. It's now, um, as we record today, I think the 31st of May 2016, uh, when I last uh, spoke to you. Now, in fairness, we have recorded a couple of episodes since then, but I've just never got off my ass and released them. So hopefully, you know, this one is not going to just uh, disappear into the ether the same way. So I'm just holding my hands up there. But um, last time we spoke, you were busy writing an iOS app for Findery. Um, what are you up to now? Uh, well, uh, starting in November, actually, I joined uh, Netflix, so I work on the Netflix iOS app. Wow! I, 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 I now, I now work for the man. Okay, and how, how's that? Or oh, maybe we're on a podcast. Maybe you shouldn't say how that's going, John. <laughs> bullshit! You about your new job? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Truth be told, actually, I, I quite like it. I was very nervous um, because I've never worked for a company, you know, anywhere close to this size. The largest company I've ever worked at um, had eighty people in it, and it was a company I co-founded. Um, so, you know, Netflix is uh, two thousand and some people. Um, so it, it's, I guess it's big-ish, but it's it's certainly not Apple or, or Facebook size. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, they, and they're very public about this, actually. I mean, if you ever go to the Netflix careers page, they have this thing, this slide deck, which they refer to as their company culture. And uh, it, it, they really do accurately describe it. You know, I think a, a difference between them and perhaps a lot of other companies is that um, they they essentially only hire fully formed adults. Um, which uh, which basically means that they, they, they're looking for people who have uh, shipped you know major applications or you know whatever it is in their field if they're a designer or engineer or whatever you, you have to have done it for a while um, and then you are kind of necessarily opinionated and I, I say that, that that's in contrast with with companies that may kind of recruit people in college and then kind of put them through a, 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 a so let's say a, a kind of specific training program and and, and hire kind of uh, more junior engineers that they can train in the in the you know company X methodology. Um, and Netflix is, is is not like that. And so I guess that it's it. I would suppose that it kind of it, it is one of a tiny handful of companies that that I kind of ever would imagine that I would be able to to, to work for. Um, and uh, so far, I'm I'm quite liking it. You know, it, there's there's certainly plenty to talk about. I guess many things that I I, I can't and, and shouldn't anyway. Um, but I think the, the 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 main obvious difference is that it's it's really nice to work at scale. I mean, there there are you know, tens and tens of millions of, of of people that use the code that you ship on iOS, um, and I like that. Yeah, it must be, it must be a nice feeling to know that you know a, a, you know ten million people used the app that you wrote this weekend, sort of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you doing the whole sort of San Francisco bus thing now? I am, and that's that's I say that's really kind of the only thing that's a bit of a drag. You know, uh, I I really enjoyed my bike commute to, to to sunny Hayes Valley from the mission, which was you know about a twenty five minute ride. Um, and I think that just biking in general is good for you as well as good for the planet. I, I don't get to do that. I have about a five five minute bike ride to to, to where I pick up my bus. Although uh, since I do have my my bike at work. Uh, Netflix is in, in sunny, perfect Los Gatos, which is a very cute, you know, little town. It's it's that's kind of the other thing. It's it's you know, when you say Silicon Valley, most people think you know, you know, Cupertino or Mountain View or, or Palo Alto or whatnot. So it's it's a little bit off the beaten path. That Mount, you know, Los Gatos is kind of more of a, a a town. It's kind of like at the foot of the the Santa Cruz Mountains. Um, and so it, it there aren't there aren't. I think Netflix Netflix is the company that's there. Um, uh, so it's a it's a little bit out of the way. So you kind of you have the option of driving or or taking one of these commuter buses because you can't really get there with with any type of uh, public transit. Um, and so you know I, I I I'm on a bus for you know under best circumstances fifty minutes and and more commonly kind of hour fifteen sometimes an hour and a, as as long as an hour and forty minutes which is not fun. Um, but uh, yeah I, I suppose it could be worse. You know um, it could be worse than that. I don't know how it could be worse. Yeah, but uh, but but it, you know what could be worse is you could be spending your hour hour and a fifteen minutes on the bus each morning and then each evening for a job you didn't like. Um. Oh yeah, I mean that 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 that's I suppose that's a given. I wouldn't I, I obviously wouldn't do it unless I, I really like the people I work with and enjoy the product and the challenges. Um, no, I I think that what what would make it worse it would be a, a non option. I, I think there's no way I would do this um, if I actually had to drive because there's nothing. You know, if, if you're in a bus, you can you can read, you can listen to, to you can listen to podcasts, um, you can do things like that. Uh, you know, I, I I think if you had to do it and you were actually yourself driving, it would just be a world of suck. But you know, the reality is that that's what many people do it. I mean, I think that the funny thing about it is, is I mean, people like you and me, and, and, and I think most of the people that listen to this tend to have kind of, uh, whatever, you know, I've, have been indie, have been consultants, have been this, that, and the other thing, have tended not to, to work in, in large companies. And so it, it's, uh, it's definitely been different. Um, but you know, I think that this is—it's been instructive to, to kind of realize that this is this is what it's like for the vast majority of people in the world. I've now joined the rest of the world. Okay, so so one last question now. Um, the couple of times I've spoken to you about this um, since you started back in November, um, you know, and I've asked you sort of you know tell me something cool or what's your favorite thing about uh, working at Netflix. Um, you've given me the same answer. I'm hoping you're going to give me the same one, but there's something there that has absolutely wowed you, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, I think uh, there are a couple of things. I think, you know, uh, you know, you have to look at, at the totality of Netflix, right? I mean, they, you know, they, they solve a pretty big problems. Like, you know, the, the, the one thing that's kind of, we should get this out of the way, which is nice. It's nice having a very clear business model, right? You know, Netflix is, is a pretty beloved company and they're beloved because they have a fine product, especially, I think, you know, Netflix's uh, originals. I think House of Cards and, you know, kind of Orange is the New Black and, and, and all the various documentaries and, and things of that nature. You know, people really love it and they're happy to pay for it. And uh, it's now available uh, everywhere in the world. And so, you know, one of the last things I, I worked on at Findery was localizing it. And so it was nice to be able to, to kind of step in and, and then work on, on making it work and then extend it. So, for example, uh, it works in Arabic. And so, uh, my fa- uh, fun fact, my, my grandfather is Egyptian. 
Um, I never met him, uh, but uh, I've always had that, that kind of affinity, so it's nice to, to work on something. And you have both the, the Arabic language, which is I, I don't speak or read. I can recognize that it's Arabic as opposed to you know Chinese, but it goes right to left. And so that's been kind of interesting to, to work on, on those challenges. Uh, some things are, are very subtle, like, for instance, the way that shadows fall or the way the animations move, in addition to the, the layout of the text. Um, and then also how kind of keyboard entry works as well. A number of challenges related to that, that was fun. Um, and accessibility, that's, that's uh, something I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of. And I will credit uh, Martin, uh, who was a, a, an oftentimes guest on, on this podcast many years ago, who was uh, really waving the flag for that, in addition to others, uh, like uh, uh, Matt Gemmel and, and whatnot. So um, it, it's nice to, to work on that and to make it work well. So it... it, it it's those things, and then and then you think about kind of access to all this data and analytics. I think the things that are, are required to both pump out the volume of, of video. I think it's it's pretty well known that that in North America, you know, at, at, at any given point, there's there's an enormous percentage of internet traffic which is just Netflix. So there, there's that, but then the, just the the sheer volume of data that's required to be able to to you know, track and the way Netflix works rather than trying to pr propose a, a, an enormous catalog of every movie in the world, which it doesn't do and it, it can't do. It has a, a roving window of content and the challenge is, is to be able to construct uh, a, what's called a Lolo mode, the list of, of list of movies that you see, which is kind of a window out of the catalog that it, it, it thinks best suits you based on, on, on what you viewed and what you've liked and, and, and so forth. Um, and so having access to all that data is, is fun. So... Yeah, I could go on, but I think I'm not. Yeah, I mean, that, no, I mean, and that's been really, really interesting, but you took that question far too seriously. I was talking about the bathrooms. Oh, oh, that's true. Oh, gosh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, all right, well, I will talk about that as well. Kind of one of the advantages of, of and we have a, a lovely brand new building. And uh, gosh, should I say this? Is this too much information? Yes, they have uh, uh, electric Japanese toilets with you know, extreme fuzzy logic. I think they, they really get used to it. And I think it, it's hard... It's hard for me to sit down on, on, on a, 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 you know, would you be able to go back to a, a, a feature phone, a dumb phone? No. And I find it very hard to go back to a, a dumb toilet now. So I, I do my best work at work. So uh, so when I come and stay at your place um, uh, in a few weeks' time for DubDub, you're going to you're gonna have one of these nice Japanese things installed by then, are you? Uh, I think so. I think that it would be savage of me to do otherwise. I have high expectations, John. <laughs> Oh well, so when um, so I think last time we recorded, I was uh still writing iOS app as well for for PingPad, um, but again November 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 must have been something in the water, um, I, I left there and I went back to consulting and I've had um two or three clients since then, uh, working on stuff and it's been fun doing different stuff, but um, actually just a couple of weeks ago, I uh I sort of thought well it's been it's been about eight years since I sort of last worked in an office with other people. Um, as a uh, you know, as part of a team on site as a consultant, and an opportunity for a, a gig came up, and the, but it wanted me to work on site, and I thought, well, I'm just going to give it a go because it will either remind me of why I don't do this anymore, or it will um, uh, show me what I've been missing by not, you know, working with other people on site for 
uh, for a while. So now I'm, I'm doing the daily commute as well. It's um, about an hour and 15 minutes each way, just uh, like yourself. Um, a combination of about 20 minutes in my car, uh, about 30 minutes on the train, and then about 20 minutes of walking. Um, so uh, although I am going to introduce a bicycle to that soon as well, so I should get every version, every mode of transport possible <laughs> in there. Um, been doing it a couple of weeks. I have to say I'm not enjoying the commute, but I am enjoying working with people. Um, so again, it's, uh, are we able to know what this company is, Mr. The Scotty? I, I believe I'm allowed to say who I'm working for. Um, and if not, they'll just have to find me. I'm working for, uh, they are an international company, but they're probably biggest in the UK. It's a company called, uh, Just Eat. Um, and so they basically, they facilitate ordering takeaways, um, and, and delivering. And actually they offer a delivery service for restaurants and things that don't normally do delivery. But again, it's um, I mean, it's not quite to the scale of Netflix, but it's nice having uh, working on an app that's being used by millions of people um, and millions of orders a place uh, you know, a day, particularly at the weekend. And so you have to deal with that stuff. And again, it's nice working for a company that's making money. Um, it's been a, I, so I've, I've worked for startups for quite a while, and you know we laugh at that. But it's yeah, you know, working for someone you know, actually has a profitable business model and therefore can you know afford to do development properly and do things properly is is a little bit of a novelty. So, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm probably going to need a couple more weeks to decide if, you know, how I think this whole office and commute thing is working out. Um, But it is it is pretty interesting. So, um, you know, good stuff is working as part of a team, Uh, you know, getting used to again to having to use a company laptop with all the security stuff on and all this sort of stuff. So but, you know, that's what, you know, 95 percent of our industry have to deal with every day. So not sort of looking for any sympathy or anything. It's just, you know, interesting, interesting to see these things. So uh, so that's pretty cool. But anyway, um, enough about us. Uh, let's let's talk a bit about what's going on. It's I say it's the end of May now in about 10 days time is dub dub. Um, get, did you get a ticket? No, I, I think I will never, ever be able to get a ticket again. Because I'm just, I, you know, I've been going for so many years, even though they say it's random, I don't believe it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, I, I, surely it is, but there, there's obviously such demand. And I think that, you know, uh, I, I think that there are many people, you know, kind of of our generation, at least judging on what I see on, on Twitter. Do you get a ticket? No. Do you get a ticket? No. And then all these other people I've never heard of, I got a ticket, I got a ticket. So who knows? And just the, the law of, of numbers. I'd be curious to know how many people applied versus how many people actually got tickets. So I did what is Yeah, that? I don't think we'll ever know that because they don't sort of release that. However, every year they do say, um, they do often say how many people are there for the first time. And that, and that number has been percentage-wise very high for the last few years. And it'd be interesting to see if it still is. But I'm not I'm not going to cry because I did the, did the right thing and got a, a hero ticket for uh, Alt, which I think has become such a fine conference anyway, honestly, if, if it... Yeah, you know, I think it is a conference that's well enough done that it would stand on its own, even if it, you know, if it wasn't just the, the alternative to, to Dub Dub. Yep, I went out and I I paid the money and bought the hero ticket as well for for AltConf. Um, in case people don't know, AltConf is a, a conf, alternative conference goes along alongside WWDC. It's actually a free conference, but they do give the opportunity to buy a ticket um, if you want to, which just helps them. Um, support the conference and have to raise less sponsorship in, in whatever else so it was really um i'd already decided not to have not to even apply for a dub dub ticket this year um and uh then once um it was obvious i was gonna I, you know i'm gonna come over anyway for the week uh it's you know i thought yeah it's it's a no-brainer i mean it's it's it's, it's about 300 bucks isn't it so it's not like it's a, you know it's a huge sum of money to sort of put down for a five-day conference i mean it's great value um okay 
free is better value, but if we want these things to, to keep going, then some people have to pay something somewhere. So we're not going to be at Dub Dub, but we're going to be around for Dub Dub. Well, you're always around because you live in San Francisco, but I'm going to be in San Francisco as well, which makes San Francisco a better place uh, when I'm there because I'm there. <laughs> he said modestly. Yeah. Uh, because we're there as a team, John, at that point in time. That, that That's what I meant. Um, so, you know, what if you had one sort of um, developer fairy wish for, for Dub Dub, what would it be? Uh, well, now now that I've I've experienced some of the pain points of localization, I wish that uh, I'm going to say it. I wish that the localization system was as good as Android's. And what I mean by that, it's it's not the the quality of 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 the of of you know the layout or the the, the font handling or text handling anything like that. It's the fact that you have to reboot your machine in order to do it, um, which by comparison of Android is 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 kind of is, is not nearly as good. You can you can switch the localization of an app, an Android app, instantly. And you can actually have apps which would have different localization mechanisms, um, and this is a particular problem that we've come across. Is because you know one of the things about Netflix is that it is a you know the, the your language preferences are, are owned by your Netflix account, and so if you say I want to run this in, in Arabic or French or whatever, you want that to follow you as you go from device to device, um, and it it and it, it's a pretty common scenario to be able to say that the device localization for you know a given iPad that's shared by multiple people may be one thing, and then the actual user preference would be something else. So uh, I think along those lines, the ability to to you know set it at the app level would be great. And then I think that just kind of you know, we're never going to get a, a, a multi-user system, perhaps. But there, there have been some mechanisms for to help with schools, but I think moving along in those directions would certainly be a, a nice thing to be able to, to, to have a different a, a different fundamental kind of uh, setup for each person on a device. Well, last year they made a little bit more out of internationalization. In fairness, they made a lot more out of something like accessibility, but um, you know, internationalization, accessibility, those are sort of they're huge subjects, but they're not necessarily subjects that affect, you know, uh, who maybe Apple and many developers look at as their main audience, which is, you know, uh, fully abled um, uh, U.S. citizens or U.S. based people, whether they're citizens or not is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's uh, in there. And so when he but it would be, I think iOS is mature enough now that, you know, it's a time when Apple could really begin to invest in in this stuff and it's not that it's bad but it could be a lot better um and really begin to shine as being um you know accessibility um internationalization these these other areas in, in making just things you know so much easier and so much better and encouraging that yeah it's um interestingly i was at a um at a conference in switzerland last month oh, i'll talk about that on another episode maybe but um there was a a company that had a reasonably well-known product um, that sort of did a, a and they developed for Android and iOS and they did sort of a, a comparison a session on comparison and interestingly um, I can't remember all the categories but like developer tools um, distribution all this sort of stuff Android won every single category apart from one and that was the ability to make money <laughs> sure. um, but uh, so. Um, which made it lose overall in the end because if you can't make money, um, it's you know it's difficult. But uh, funny enough, the whole developer process and everything. Um, I guess if you can get over the fact that it's Java, um, which I think puts a lot of us off from it. You know the the whole tool set is is supposed to be pretty good. But there we are. 
Yeah, well, it, it, it certainly got a whole lot better, and, and it's moving at a very fast clip. So, it, and it always come, brings down the questions, who's going to get better at, at the things that the, your opponent is, is, is less good at, right? I mean, I, I think the material design system is, is actually really nice. There are certain things about that I think that, that you know, I used to look on slightly with jealousy of my, my colleague next to me who was working on the Findry Android app. I would never admit to it in public, but some of the things I, I actually really liked. And, and, and uh, you know, th this was something that caught my eye the other day, that saying that the, the average developer acceptance time is, has, has really gone down, which makes me wonder, did they hire a bunch more people or if they found ways to, to, to use software to, to do a lot more of the process and have humans only at the very end? I don't know, but that that is certainly a, a big pain point. Yeah, I, quite, quite a few podcasts, developer podcasts, the ones that actually have recorded episodes and published them have been talking about this. And yeah, it's. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if they mention anything about it in the Dub Dub keynote. Um, it, I, I, I'm suspecting they won't. Um, but uh, if they if they do, that will mean that they've they've done something that they're going to now tell us about, and there might be something coming along. But I mean, it's a huge drop as well. I mean, it's from seven days to some people are talking about things getting done in seven hours. Okay, so my my hope for Dub Dub, and I'm beginning. I. I I'm not sure I'm going to see this. This is more of a hope than a than an expectation. Is is I'd like to actually see a little bit of Mac love, or more more importantly, AppKit love. Um, it's uh, you know I've I've done quite a lot of Mac development over the last uh, twelve months, and I have to say, personally, I, I prefer doing Mac development to iOS development. It's just a little more interesting. There's more to deal with, but you know, AppKit definitely is um, old. It definitely has a whole bunch of. Uh, older stuff now you know in an ideal world we'd like to see AppKit 2 or you know what is it is it ux kit that this internal framework inside of photos um that was released a couple of years ago that you know everyone says maybe one day will be like the ui kit for for the mac i'm not sure we're going to see that but i think um you know just just some serious improvements in AppKit just to bring some of the even some of the more standard controls like NS table view just up to being sort of you know as good as they are in um in in UI kits now I know the table views and everything in UI kit are a lot simpler than things but just yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff uh like having sections or whatever else that you know um, that if they were doing that would just give me confidence that there's a platform they're investing in um and you know so I, i'd like to see some mac love however sadly i'm not convinced i'm going to i'm not convinced i'm going and, and definitely not at the keynote anyway because i mean it's just not interesting to anybody else you know in the press um and maybe not even the state of the union but it's i was speaking to a few mac developers over the last couple of months and saying Are you applying for a dub dub ticket and they said no it's just not worth it i mean there'll be you know a dozen if that you know os 10 sessions um and Yo, so why would I do that? Especially if they're streaming them, why would I pay sixteen hundred dollars for you know, to do that when there's there's no love there? Although obviously, if they there's rumors they're going to rename OS ten to Mac OS, maybe in doing that they have to show it some love as well. Um, although it could just be, I guess, um, end user features because we'll probably see the next version uh, made. But uh, be interesting to see. So, anything else you think you're looking forward to, or think might be there, or would like to be there? Uh, well, I guess the, the, everybody was waiting for for Swift 3.0 and what were they called ABI stability, but that's not happening now. So, I guess there's still going to be some more churn. They're not going to announce that anyway, because I mean, you know, Swift is now an open source process. What's going in and what's not going in? There's like, you know, like when Swift was put upon the world in 2014, it was like, 
wow, what's this? Didn't see that coming or didn't see that, expect that. Whereas now with it being an open process, which I fully agree with and I'm on board with, um, you know, there's, there's no major announcements, is there? They can't do major swift announcements because we all know about it. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. What else were you about to say? Well, I, I, I've enjoyed you know the whole discussion of dynamism versus not. And I think the, the, the most clever thing I thought was, was uh, oh gosh, I'm spacing on the name, uh, uh, Craig. Uh, Craig Hockenberry, Chalkenberry, right? Who who released a little app that says this is a pure Swift app, except for it had categories, I guess, on the on, on, on NS object and something on the runtime, so that you could see all the stuff that that the the dynamic dispatch of Objective C makes possible, uh, you know, behind the scenes, and that you know, will we eventually see something like that? So I guess there's a lot of discussion about, you know, okay, great, we have Swift language, and, and now people are used to it, and, and it has lots of benefits, and so on and so forth, but, you know, when we're going to see some actual frameworks that are written in Swift, and, and will you be able to have the same type of frameworks that we've all come to know and love, even if you don't like the, the Objective-C language? I don't think we're going to see a Swift-based framework for a while in the operating system, primarily because um, using Objective-C classes in Swift is incredibly easy and very few limitations. Whereas using Swift classes in Objective-C has a whole bunch of issues and problems, especially with things like enums and whatever else. So it, it, I guess if they're solving those problems in Objective-C, they might do. So I think from a platform point of view, I'm sort of expecting frameworks to be in Objective-C for a little while yet. Um, but, you know, who knows? I don't know. Maybe one day we'll have Objective Swift. Well, there we are. That could be that could be interesting. The other thing I was sort of uh, hoping for was um, some new MacBook Pros. Um, I've, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm commuting now. I'm spending uh, you know at least an hour a day on the train. I'm trying to do some of my own projects, which um, we'll talk about on other episodes. And um, I'm still using a uh, 2013 11-inch MacBook Air, which, to be honest is a fantastic machine if if i mean yes it's three years old now it's a little bit slow on swift um compilation but i mean it's getting better all the time as the swift compiler gets better but um you know and, and to be honest if that machine was a retina machine i probably wouldn't even be looking to replace it because it, it's it's good enough i mean i maxed it out at the time so it's got the top processor that you could get an 11 inch macbook air which wasn't great i know um and um you know the, the maximum ram and all that sort of stuff but um so i'm thinking yeah it's 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 great it slips in my bag i can just use it there but i was sort of umming and ahhing should i get a should i get a new machine i sort of read loads of people who sort of just do a couple of hours development a day on a macbook um yeah, the new MacBooks, which are sort of underpowered, but they, they do have the Retina screen, and people say it's great, um, it's fine. If you were not doing eight hours a day, that's cool. But I'm just thinking, you know, I, I think you know, the MacBook Pro is going to get thinner. Um, so maybe a 13-inch MacBook Pro is going to be of the lightness and thinness of maybe the current 13-inch MacBook Air, but um, with um, with a you know, really nice Retina screen and, and that sort of stuff. And so I'm sort of hoping that they can announce something around those. So at least then I can make a choice about what I want to do. But in the last couple of weeks, the rumors have started coming out that we won't see new MacBook Pros until sort of like the fall. And that's sort of like, that's really disappointing because now I can't make my mind up what to do. And equally, um, I used to be able to tell my friends, yeah, just buy, you know, buy a MacBook Pro. Best machine you'll buy. You won't regret it. 
I can't say that now. I mean, you're, you're buying out-of-date hardware for a premium price. Um, it's just not cool. It's just, you know, I have to say, no, I don't don't buy one. Just don't buy it. And, and that's not cool. I'm to say that about Apple stuff either. Yeah, I mean, I still hold Apple stock, so don't say that. What 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 Scotty meant to say is buy two. Do, do you do you think that what I say affects Apple stock in any way at all? <laughs> I don't think anything you say affects anything in the world. No, and John, not, yeah, exactly. That's a terrible no, no, thing to that, say. No, that, no, John, that's pretty true. Actually, most people just ignore me. Um, so there we are. It's um, it's it's uh, it, that's fine. I can I can I can live with that. It's uh, yeah. I will just um, with that. Uh, statement of my importance uh, to society and the world. It's probably a good time to sort of um, wrap up, really, isn't it? As I sort of just crawl under the table and pretend I don't exist. <laughs> okay. Well, while while you pretend that you don't exist, can I can I uh, give a, a, a whatever a, a plug for something? You go ahead, John. You go ahead. All right, Scotty. So aside from being collapsed in in a pool of your own tears on Wednesday, uh, July, uh, June tenth. What do you think you'll be... No, sorry, the 10th, the 15th, sorry, uh, is uh, James Dempsey and the Breakpoints will be playing at the Mezzazine in a fantastic show, which is a benefit for App Camp for Girls, Gene McDonald's App Camp for Girls. So I think this is going to be a, a fantastic show. I think last year's was good, um, and uh, this one will be even better. I, John, you can plug that as much as you like. I have my tickets. Um, the oh, moment uh, they became available, I purchased one. Um this year there is a charge, uh, which I know a few there people is. have sort of raised their eyebrows at, and that, and that really sort of surprises me. I mean, because it, it's a benefit gig, um, and if you're going right. to do a benefit gig, you need to raise some money. And um, it's not like it's like uh, it's an open bar, so right. it's not like once you're in, it's going to cost you anything. Um, and you know, so thirty-five bucks or whatever it is to go to app, app camp for girls, um, it it. Just I just don't understand what people's problems are, and and maybe I've just happened to meet a couple of people, you know, who who uh, you know that just didn't quite get it, and 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 so there is no undertone, and I've just happened to meet a couple of the of people who didn't get it, and as opposed to there's being something there. But if you are one of the people who's thinking, oh, why am I going to go pay for this when last year it was free? It's because it's going to App Camp for girls. Put your hand in your pocket, give them the money, and get down there. Exactly. Because I don't want to have to go, you know, visit and lay upon you, you know, something out of out of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, that, that great famous scene where they go systematically and find all the people that talked trash about them on the internet and just clobbered them. Um, I don't want to have to do that. So Scotty will name and shame if necessary. I will do. I will do. Right, we should probably wrap that up there. In fact, we'll get uh, we'll get one more show in before Dub Dub, and then. Um... Assuming we're going to do this weekly again, assuming I get this one out the door, we'll give it a go. But John, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you through a microphone and having your um, beautiful baritone sort of uh, a voice in my ears. Oh, Scotty, you, 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 you do me such honour. I know. I don't know why, really. It's just, I have no idea why. But there we are. You John, if people want to get off... They can find out all about my musings uh, on Twitter as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. Gosh, can you tell I haven't done this in a while? And if you'd like to, to read about all the glorious things I worked on at Memory Miner, you can find all about that at memoryminer.com. And my name is Scotty, and you can uh, find me on Twitter as MacDevNet. And uh, you can read my personal blog at wafflewithmeaning.com. 
don't post there very often, but occasionally do. And of course, you can find the show notes for this episode at iDeveloper.co. It's been really great to be back. Hopefully this is the first of many, 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 many more shows. Until next time, you take care. <laughs>